42-yarder for the win. Jason Myers, does he have it in him again? And Seattle has done it in a classic. What a game that was. Uh, Monday Night Football. About time we had a good Monday Night game. I feel like it's it's always these duds like uh, Steelers-Bangles or some sort of poor combination, but uh, that one did not disappoint. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Southlot Football Guys podcast. We're shorthanded today. It's just me and Robbie uh, getting you guys ready for week 11. What's going on, Robbie? Oh, not a whole lot. I, good thing we are, since uh, Adam could make it, uh, we got a guest speaker here. Hey, Marshawn, how are you doing? I'm here, so I won't get fined. Oh, Marshawn oh. Lynch, thanks for joining us. You got to speak into the mic, though, a little bit more. Just yeah, we couldn't really hear you there. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we're going to jump right into it. Let's get ready uh, with some news and notes to start. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, that's the news, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, uh, we've got uh, Colin Kaepernick is uh, trying out on uh, Saturday. So, um you know, it's it's long been said that uh, there are a lot of backup quarterbacks in the league that are far worse than Colin Kaepernick. Um, so I know uh, he's been out of the game for a while, so it'll be interesting to see what he's still got left in the tank. But um, I'm of the belief that he can still provide you know some serviceable backup uh, time uh, to to a team here. So what are your thoughts, Robbie? Yeah, uh, this one's a little tough for me. On it, I'm not sure if any teams gonna actually sign him just because he's been out of the league for so long um and being blacklisted like that is weird i'm almost wouldn't be surprised if teams would send their like interns or like their bad scouts to there just to say they they want to see him (laughs) but um i'm not I'm not really expecting him to get signed anywhere just because of what's happened in these last couple years it's Seems a little weird. He's got to be like 30 by now, right, I think? He's getting up there. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I don't think a uh, starting caliber player is, uh, you know, what's left anymore. I think, you know, even at the end of his time in San Francisco, you could kind of see that window closing. But, yeah. um, you know, there are a lot of bad backups in the league. Uh, so, uh, you know, just uh, take a look at what Brian Hoyer did last week. You know, you got to think Cap could at least uh, show something a little bit better than that. But, um yeah, he could probably do well at um, just like a fill-in. If honestly, if a team does lose their star quarterback and they need somebody to fill in yeah. for an extended time, I think he'd do well. But I'm not really expecting that. He always had a rocket arm. Uh, but uh, the other news is uh, the possibility of a 17-game NFL schedule. Yeah, it sounds like um, the NFL is talking about getting extending one more game so that Super Bowl lands more. Uh, closely to President's Day that Monday. Oh wow, which would, would actually be, be kind of huge. Yeah. Um, I personally, I I like the 16 game schedule on how it just fits so well. Just being able to how <laughs> you kind of know what teams you're going to play against. Um, I'm sure adding one more team, you just play like the top. You rotate the top uh, yeah. AFC team or whatever place they finished. Um. So I, I, I think that'd be great. That's going to be great for fantasy. You get a little extra time if you start off a little slow and um, more football. 
Yeah. You gotta love that. You gotta love so would they be chopping off a preseason game? Is that is that the theory or I believe that's the theory. Okay. Shorten it down to two or three. I know the players union um did not want to add on um to like the regular season and, and maintain that four game preseason. Yeah. Um but that you know, that, that schedule that's gonna be a big topic of um debate when they go to uh, do the collective bargaining agreement which is um what well, we've we've got one more season next year under the current one and then you know it's it's uh kind of an uncertain future after that so fingers crossed they can get this all settled up so we don't have a lockout situation on our hands all right with that uh let's get into our week 10 recap we're going to start it off by looking at how we did on our locks last week uh, so going from the top here, Adam, uh, his lock of the week was Bill's money line, and unfortunately, oh, yeah, they fell flat on their face. Uh, not great. Uh, tough loss to the Browns. You know, it looked real good. They had it, uh, but Browns just made a last-second drive to uh, sneak ahead on them. So that was a tough one. Uh, Robbie, yeah, Giants minus two and a half. That's another tough one. So I, oh, I really should have gone with the over there because that one. Was in, never in doubt. Yeah, I was debating between those two. I just picked wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough one. That's all right though. Um, I had uh, Cardinals. They were plus four and a half, and uh, yeah, all right, we got one. Hey. So uh, yeah, they uh, they that was a game uh, for all intents and purposes. They should have won that game. Uh, I was a little bummed because I had a uh, parlay on the line that would have hit if uh, they just would have won the game. But ooh. ooh, tough one, tough one. But at least we covered on the lock, guys. So. Um, with that though, why don't we take a look at our week 10 surprises? Uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off? I'm going to start off with, the uh, the Oakland Raiders. Um, they came out, uh, Thursday night, they were fighting against the chargers and they, they were able to pull off the victory. Um, I was really impressed with that, uh, win for them. I know you were pretty happy about that, Evan, <laughs> multiple ways for that jo- Jacobs. After he was off the field for that whole last drive up until his game-winning touchdown. That was an out-of-body experience for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Evan, you were dancing around the bar. <laughs> you oh, were yeah. just... Because you had the the Raiders money line, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Josh yeah, Jacobs that, that on the fantasy huge. team. Raiders money line. It was... Uh, it was a great time to be alive, yeah. Uh, but, you know, shouldn't be in a public place if that's going to be the outcome. So, um, I know uh, one team that really surprised me in a positive way, even though they wound up losing the game, uh, was the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I just thought uh, they really showed a lot of grit uh, going up to Green Bay, playing a very good team, uh, specifically Kyle Allen, um, keeping his team in it, making some big throws down the stretch in some terrible weather. Uh, like I said, ultimately they lost the game, but uh, really showed me something. I think uh, the Panthers have something here in, in Kyle Allen long term, so uh, I'm rooting for him. Man, they got hosed in that game. Yeah, I, I mean th- th- that uh, that last uh, play when they handed off to McCaffrey, you couldn't really tell if he was in the end zone. I mean, he probably was. He probably reached over, and it it was inconclusive. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that, but. They also got hosed earlier when Mason Crosby missed like 50-some yarder and they called the Panthers on um, covering the center. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe that. I rerounded. Nobody was covering. Nobody, yeah. It's like, what? Ugh. And that would have, we would have all covered the Panthers covered, yeah. on that one. <laughs> that would have been five-point difference, you know, Panthers plus five and a half. Ugh. 
So I'm a little salty. They can cover about the that. center, but they can't cover the spread. Okay. <laughs> uh, another team that uh, let me down in a bad way. I talked about this uh, guy earlier. Uh, the Colts, and more specifically, uh, Brian Hoyer. Um, that is a absolute brutal home loss to the Dolphins in the middle of a playoff race. It was a game they could not lose. Um, I, I think I'm pretty much writing them off at this point. Wow, with the Colts? Yeah. You're really you cannot lose that game. Come on, the, the beef brisket's coming back. I don't know. You cannot you know, you lose get, that Just game. get some barbecue beef brisket back in, and, you know. I'm, I'm rooting smoking. for him. I'm rooting for him. I just think it's over. It's over. You got to win they're that one. They're still in it. They AFC, they, there's so many teams that are, yeah. I mean, it, even the Dolphins legitimately still have a shot of the wild card. They're not out. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, the Titans are right there. They're they're looking a lot better. I think ultimately they're going to wind up ahead. And uh, Texans are the team to beat in that division, as we're seeing. So I just think yeah, uh, absolutely they've got a tough road ahead. But um, yeah, I'll be rooting for them because you know no team had it <laughs> tougher to start the year when Luck decided to just walk away. So, um, Robbie, who's your disappointing team? It, this was a uh, New Orleans Saints for me, and you know I'll give a little credit to the Falcons. Uh, Dan Quinn uh, relinquished his uh, play calling duties on defense, mm-hmm. and his his calls have been just real soft, which is why they're getting beat up. But um, you know I can't remember who who their D coordinator is, but he he did a pretty good job. Um, putting pressure on the Saints team, and they didn't really have a response for it. Um, they also had a bunch of penalties that cost them real bad, and they just couldn't execute in the red zone. So that was a poor performance by the Saints. I'm not really expecting that to continue at all. I, f- I expect them to bounce back and get back at it, really. All righty. Well, uh, with that, why don't we get into our Fugazi or For Real segment. Hey, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazzy, it's a woozy, it's a... Thanks, Matt. Uh, Yeah, so for me, uh, my boom player from this last week, uh, Christian Kirk, um, absolutely balled out in a plus matchup uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Three touchdowns in that game, uh, 180 yards, I believe, or 160 yards Mm -hmm. uh, on eight catches. Um, really impressive performance. Christian, uh, uh, Kyler Murray was looking for him all game. Uh, you know, just big play after big play in that one. That was a really exciting game. But uh, yeah, he he showed up, and um, you know, there's definitely a spark there. I I think you know this is uh this is the guy for the future for them. Obviously, you know, Larry's winding down there in his time. Uh, you know, his great career is coming to an end uh shortly here. So, time to uh, hand the mantle over to Christian Kirk. Yeah, he, that that was a great game for yeah. him, really. Um, for me, uh, well, uh, are you saying that's for real? Then I, I'm sorry, I, I think oh. I missed that one. Are you saying it? It's a for real performance, or I I am. Yeah, I I think uh, you know that was kind of the that handing the passing of the baton, the handing of the torch. Gotcha. Yeah, I think gotcha. uh, you know he's he's showing enough and. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a great uh, red zone receiver uh, in his career. I don't know that that's necessarily his game. He He'll kind of move the chains. Yeah, he's he's a between the twenties guy though, um, and you know, like he's like we saw this last week. I mean, he can he can make the big play. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And talking about another guy who can make the big plays, including a big forty plus yard run, Lamar Jackson. Oh, if you 
he was just looking great against that Bengals team. It was fun when they brought in RG3, especially near the end of the game, and they're both in and just confuse the hell out of the Bengals here. Uh, he's just fun to watch, man. You know, he's I he he's for real. He's the real deal, especially when when in fantasy, he's just runs for so much. You can just bank on that. It's you know his throwing's looking good. You know, all in on Lamar Jackson right here. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, do we do we want to mention uh any of Adams' boom busts? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Marshawn brought some here, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marshawn. What do you have? I'm here, so I won't get fined. Oh, uh, but Marshawn, it says here on the sheet that you have Derrick Henry as a as a week ten boom. Uh, Derrick Henry had a big game against the Chiefs. Was a big reason that they wound up winning that game. Uh, you know, the, he's been he's been a great player all year long. You know, there's a lot of fantasy pundits that like to rip this guy because he's not that involved in the passing game. But you know, I th- I think that does. Uh, Derrick Henry a disservice for how good he is on the ground, getting those tough yards um, between the tackles. So um, I, I think, you know, this is for real. Uh, really, ever since his breakout at the end of the last season, he's he's looked phenomenal, you know, really appears to be coming uh, uh, you know, into his own here in the league. So I, I think this is for real. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I think Marshawn's a little mad at us because uh, we kind of forced him to say Derrick Henry because he wanted uh, – uh, Jason Myers there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does have a boom of leg, though. He does. He does. Um, Marshawn here, it says uh, on the sheet that you got Zeke Elliott, though, as a bust. No? Nothing? No, no. Yeah, gosh, you're just being real shy today. Robbie, what, what happened with Zeke? Oh, Zeke. You know, Minnesota, they just had game plan of trying to shut him down and you know, I was hoping he'd at least get worked in the passing game a little more than he did. It seems like he's not getting used as much since their bye week, which is kind of weird. This is how Zeke was rolling last year, just being used so much in both facets of the game. It keeps defenses on their toes. And on a personal note, uh, if he just got his normal 10.4, would have had a Monday night miracle with the 49ers just, Oh, pulling an upset there, uh, man! But no, I uh, that would have been your perfect fantasy. That would have been my perfect eight and old fantasy week. Which uh, in my this is my third year having eight teams. I haven't done it before. I've gotten close, but it's tough. It's like hitting an eight team parlay. Yes, <laughs> that's incredibly. That's, that's kind of what it is. Oh man! Uh, well, I know. Um, you know, we talked about this. Uh, Falcon Saints game earlier. My week ten bust was Drew Brees. Um, just uh, you know, was under pressure all game. Uh, you know, was taking sacks left and right. The only guy you could really find um, was Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas still had a big game. Uh, had thirteen grabs, but you know, outside of that, uh, you know, just had a lot of trouble getting anything going. Um, he had no help from the run game either. I think they only ran the ball nine times in that game um mm-hmm. so yeah they were they were completely one-dimensional uh gotta give atlanta some credit but definitely a bust game for drew Brees when everybody thought he was going off uh for 303 touchdowns um but i think that's a fugazi i expect uh drew Brees and the saints offense in general to come back strong this week against the bucks yeah what are they what are the saints two and two with Brees and five and oh with um well, 
the one I don't know the one game is the game he got injured. So that's true. Yeah, I don't know if you want to count that, but yeah. well, even so, yeah, that's a that's a little tough. They'll yeah. they'll bounce back for sure. Yeah. Who uh, uh, who's your bust, Robbie? My bust is uh, David Johnson, and if you remember, we were kind of talking about this a little bit last week when we were talking all hyping up Kenyon Drake that we think that explosive role is more the type of Cliff Kingsbury role that he wants in that that offense and you know I think this is for real I think David Johnson you gotta part ways um he's not gonna be able to get it done just in this system which requires just a lot of quick plays to get the ball moving and David Johnson he's a fantastic running back but he just doesn't fit well with this he, he's just not gelling you think you know maybe in the off season you, there might be a trade involved here because they're paying him a ton of money that yeah they're paying him a lot of money that's a lot of salary cap to eat up yeah but yeah I, I don't know if he could stay in arizona and just do what he's doing right right i think you know injuries are playing a part here uh, he's clearly banged up and you know, I think it's showing in his performance on the field. Um, but that'll do it for Fugazi or for real, guys. Uh, let's get into a little buy or sell right now. So, uh, Robbie, I want to talk about the NFC playoff picture, in particular the Los Angeles Rams. Buy or sell that the Rams are done and will not make the playoffs. Man, if you're asking me, I'm I'm going to buy that. Their offensive line is just so beat up right now. They, they can't get anything going. They... Teams are able to put pressure on Goff, and when he doesn't have time in the pocket, you know he he can't really do a whole lot with it. Unfortunately, that's he he's a pocket passer, and he he needs a good pocket, but he's not getting it. And I this Rams defense, they're, they're a solid defense, but I don't think they'll be doing enough to they're not doing enough to help him out. Right, right. You know, they have a pretty tough schedule to end the year. Uh, I'm going to go through this right now. So uh, this week, Sunday Night Football, they've got the Bears. Uh, they're hosting them in L.A., but, uh, you know, the Bears played them tough last year. I, I expect that to be a pretty physical and hard-fought game. Then they've got the Ravens at home, Monday Night Football. Uh, that should be great. Um, then the Cardinals on the road. Uh you know, Cardinals have, have been a pleasant surprise. They've they've played better. Uh, then they have to go to the uh, then they host the Seahawks. Uh, it's a team they already lost to once this year. Then the, they go to Dallas, and then the week after that, week sixteen, they go to San Francisco, and then finally week seventeen, home against the Cardinals. But that's a really tough schedule. They're already sitting here at uh, what are they five and five now? Five and four. Yeah, I I just can't see them getting to 10 and 6 and I think that's what you're going to need if you want to sneak into that wild card spot. Um I, I think they're done. I don't, I don't really see a route here that they get in. It's going to be an uphill battle for them. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. But I mean, Seahawks and Niners are they're killing it right now, they I mean, are. especially when they they've got to play. Yeah, and with the Vikings getting that big win uh huge you know, last week against the Cowboys. Yeah, that, that just it made the road uh, all the more difficult. Yep. Well, for me, my, my buy or sell, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious on what your take is, Evan. Um, Kansas City Chiefs won't win the West. Because uh, if you look at the standings right now, they're sitting at 
Um, what, six, and, six four. and four. You yeah. got the Raiders right behind them at five and four. Chargers are Chargers four and five. still swimming there. So what what do you think? Well, we'll have a much uh, clearer picture after uh, this upcoming Monday night battle with the Chargers. Um, you know, I I do expect the Chiefs to to win the West here. I just think um, Mahomes is going to be too much. You know, clearly this defense has some trouble stopping the run, and that's how they're getting beaten. Um, I just, you know, I think the Raiders will beat them, um, but I think they should be able to handle the the Chargers here on Monday night, and um, I just expect the Raiders to, to slip up in a, in a couple games down the stretch for kind of a young, uh, inexperienced team. I, I just think there's going to be a couple slip-ups for them. Uh, still have a good chance at the wild card. I, I still think they can get in, but... I, I do think that they'll uh, likely miss a chance at the West here. So I'm, I'm going to sell that the uh, Chiefs won't win the West. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs, they've been they've been kind of struggling lately ever since they started off the season a little hot. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm selling on that too. I just thought it was really interesting how close this division might actually turn out. Um, I mean, before the season, would we would have guessed that it'd be Kansas City and the L.A. fighting it off with double-digit wins each to try to win this division, but now it's looking a lot less than that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Marshawn, Marshawn has a take here. Um, I'm here, so I won't get fined. God, you're being so damn difficult today. It's outrageous. Can't believe it. Uh, Should gotten somebody else here. Marshawn's take: buy or sell that the AFC playoff buys are already determined with the Pats and the Ravens. That's a that's a real good one because they're out ahead. Patriots, um, they can start off real hot. Um, while the Ravens are just looking unstoppable on offense. Um, you know, I don't hate it. I think by the end. This is going to be the teams with the two, vi- or this is going to be most likely the teams that have uh, two, the two buys in the AFC. But I'm going to sell just because the Texans they're still in it. Um, I believe they've they've got they Texans played both the Ravens and the Patriots upcoming. So if they're able to take both of those, this picture just completely flips. There's. There just seems to be too too many um, possibilities here to see either Texas or maybe even a Buffalo sneak up there, even though they've kind of not looked great lately. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I do think uh, I'm buying this. Um, I think both these teams are going to get the 12 wins. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about that. And I already told you that I think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Raiders. Um in their mm-hmm. upcoming battle, so that would give them five losses right there on the season. If even if that's the only game they lose the rest of the year, so yeah, I I think this one's pretty clear. I and I think the AFC South teams will just kind of beat up on each other. Um, but this is a big game uh, in terms of um, you know playoff implications and seeding coming up with uh, Ravens Texans. Uh, there's there's a lot on the line here. If the Texans are able to pull this one out. Um, you know they're they're gonna have a good chance to get a bye if they can play tough. But like I said, ultimately I just kind of think those AFC South teams will beat up on each other a little bit, and I expect the Ravens to, uh, uh, you know, be the second best team here in the uh, AFC by the time it's all said and done. All right, uh, with that, 
Let's get into our Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. Mm. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Tupac. Uh, Darius Slayton, another big game. Uh, you know, this is a guy taking advantage of his opportunity uh, with Sterling Shepard out. Uh, has clearly become uh, the go-to guy for Daniel Jones, especially in the absence of Evan Ingram and uh, Sterling Shepard. Last week, they couldn't get the running game going either. It, really, the only thing that was working for the Giants was Slayton. So, impressive game out of him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would want to point out, I know they have this buy, but the whole uh, Sterling Shepard injury, something stinks about that to me. Um, just the first, they've, they've kind of been sweeping this under the rug, and honestly, I'm not convinced that they won't shut him down for the rest of the season, especially wow. if they're not um, going to be in any sort of contention for anything. And one of the key things, you know, do all the kick returns and um one thing i noticed is when a team has a player that they really like to get more involvement um they don't want to risk injury usually on the return teams and um when shepherd was first out darius slayton was the returner there oh and then after that maybe they got wind that something might be worse going on with Sterling Shepard, and they thought, hey, we got to keep Darius Slayton a little healthier. So then these past two games, uh, Cody Latimer has been taking kicks. So that's kind of a red flag to me in that Sterling Shepard, I'm not I'm not sure he's going to be healthy by the end of this year. Wow. So wow. Look that's, at you. that's just something to keep an eye on right there. Analyzing those deep special teams trends. You know, that's, that, that's some things he – that's something – Got to keep uh, tabs on. I get it. I get yeah. it. I like it. All right. Uh, before we get into our week 11 uh, picks, we got to hear from our sponsors. Well, today's episode is brought to you by an old friend, Effin Round Brewery. Effin Round Brewery would like to introduce to you their new brew called Red Star, the world's first Tabasco infused ale. It's everything you could ask for in an ale. It'll light up a party in your mouth bring tears of joy to your eyes try effing rounds other great flavors such as their jalapeno popper hoppy ipa <laughs> and their west coast wasabi wheat for an absolute treat mm. you can find effing rounds red star ale along with these other great concoctions on tap at the nearest bar by you all right, Ethereum Brewery. I think that's the only company that loves alliterations as much as you do. Oh, I, I don't know if anybody can <laughs> as much as I do, but, you know, they're pretty close. <laughs> the wasabi weed. i got to try that one. It's a surprisingly good one. You know? <laughs> Just pair it with a, a little sushi, and, you know, you you got yourself a good night. All right. Uh, with that, let's get into uh, the Week 11 picks. So... Uh, the Thursday night game actually going on as we speak. Uh, Robbie and I are siloed off, so we have no idea what's going on in this one. But Steelers-Browns, this one, Browns were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the over-under is 40 here. So I know uh, I really like the Steelers here. They've been on a run uh, of late. Defense is just playing phenomenal. Uh, really, ever since they got Minka Fitzpatrick, it was like... Uh, putting some flex seal over over a leaking boat um you know that just really plugged the holes for the Steelers defense they've looked great ever since so I like them here and I think you can go money line um 
you know, they're just looking good. And the Browns have certainly struggled. Uh, haven't really impressed me yet. So um, I'm, I'm in on the Steelers. Yeah, and I'm, I'm seeing that Adam also plugged in the Steelers for this one. Um, money line, that is. And as for me, I like the Steelers, but personally I'm just taking the spread. I, I like them to cover two and a half. Um, I know it's not a lot of points, but I really think this 40, I think it's going to be under that. I think this is a low-scoring game you're going to, well, end up seeing last night. Um, <laughs> but um, And in the close-scoring game, I can see it maybe four minutes remaining being a 16-17 score game coming down to a field goal. So I th- I think this two and a half is really favorable for the Steelers here. Okay. All right. Well, uh, with that, let's get on to game two here. It is a NFC South matchup. Uh, the New Orleans Saints trying to shake off that loss from last week to the Falcons. Head to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. The Saints are six-point road favorites in this one, and the over-under is 50. Robbie, what say you? Well, you, you said it. Saints, uh, they, they were expected to put up a lot of points on that secondary against the Falcons, but that didn't happen. However, I do think that's going to change this week against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, their secondary is just atrocious. You shouldn't even try to run against this front because they're – pretty good at stopping the run so they're going to be airing it out all day uh i think you're going to see Jameis trying to stay with them especially home in tampa bay um i like the saints to come back with a victory here but six points is a lot to me and i like the buccaneers keeping it uh kind of close especially in a competitive nfc south game yeah you know i have the saints here but i i don't feel great about it you know, these teams already played once in New Orleans, and uh, the Bucks played them pretty close. In general, the Bucks, I just think they, they match up well with the Saints. Every year they just seem to play mm-hmm. them pretty close uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Jameis gets up for these divisional games, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I'm leaning Saints minus six, but I don't feel great about it. Both these running backs. Ah. Yeah. Would you would would you rather have Kamara in your jersey right now or Rojo? Oh my. Uh just pulling on my heartstrings. Uh <laughs> if I that's like asking me to choose between two of my children uh, that I don't have. Um <laughs> let's see. I I mean you got to go Kamara, right? Although he he hasn't really shown much this year, you know, for injuries. Uh he's been kind of a disappointment especially for fantasy owners, but um you know Alvin Kamara is just a special talent. I, I don't think we've seen that out of Rojo yet. But he's looked better of late. And uh, Arian seems to be, uh, he keeps singing his praises week in and week out. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I was actually kind of surprised he fumbled near the end of uh, this past game. And that was the last he, touch he got. That was the last touch he got. So seeing Arians come out with even positive things saying, oh, we're not using, a, we're ex- we need to expand Rojo's route tree. Yeah. That is Oh, I was surprised. A big plus on him. As a Rojo fantasy owner, I was concerned, and then oh, I, I was saw, very concerned about that. Yeah, I saw Arians come out, and it's like, oh, we're gonna give him more passing work. I was like, okay, we're fine. So he's out of the doghouse, pretty sure. But uh, for the record, here uh, it's a vote of confidence for you, Robbie. Adam is on the Bucks as well, so oh, you yeah. guys outnumber me on that one. All right, game three, uh, another NFC South matchup here: the Atlanta Falcons are going down to uh, Carolina to take on the Panthers. And uh, the Panthers are five-and-a-half-point favorites here at home. And another pretty high over-under in this one, 
50. Uh, I know for me, I, I feel pretty good about this one. I, I can't buy into that Falcons uh, team yet. I know they showed us a lot last week versus the Fel- or versus uh, the Saints. I I just can't buy it. I, I think Panthers are a better team here. You know, we, we saw for the better part of two months the Falcons go out and get their ass kicked every week. So uh, I'm going to lean on that trend. I think the Panthers are able to cover the five and a half. Yeah, let me just ask uh, Kramer what he, he thinks about my pick. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, oh, it, wow. Yeah, I, I think this is a lock right here. I think this is um maybe a little bit overreaction to the Sunday games on both sides of the ball, really. The Panthers, yeah, they lost eight points to the Packers, but that game was a lot closer than that scoreline showed to be. And this Falcons team, yeah, I'm I'm a little scared about if the, with that um, play calling change that they're – uh, secondary is going to be able to step up a little bit, but they got a lot of help by the Saints just shooting themselves in the foot. A lot of penalties on them not executing in the red zone. Um, I, I I think the Panthers they're going to be hungry at home for this one, and I really love them to beat up on this Falcons team. Yeah, I six hear you points there. I think is very attainable for them. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, game four here. Uh, well, I guess before we do that. Um, it's uh we're gonna lock it up. Uh, all three of us here are in on the Panthers. Adam also likes them, so um, another vote of confidence there. So the soft lock guys are loving the Panthers this week. Yes. So for this Viking ones, uh, uh, Marshawn, what what do you think? I'm here, so I won't get fined. But it's a lock now. <laughs> oh yeah, so you're right, Marshawn. That's that is gonna be Adam's lock for this week. All right. All right. Vikings minus 11. You know, I got to agree with them. I like the Vikings here. I just think, um, you know, they're they're running the ball uh, just about as good as anybody in the league right now. Delvin Cook's having an amazing year. He looks electric. And the change of pace with uh, Alexander Madison and even Amir, uh, Abdullah getting in there a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah, they've just got a really good balance going right now. I was really impressed by the way that they went down to Dallas last week and took care of business, even without, uh, you know, I would say their best receiver in Adam Thielen. So a uh, very impressive win for them. Kirk Cousins finally showing up in prime time. So impressive win. I'm going to lean on him again here. I like him minus 11. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Vikings side on this one too, but I'm not as confident as you guys are. Um, Vikings have been undefeated on turf so far this year. So that's them at home. That's a boat of confidence for them really. But 11 points is a lot. Um, I could – not entirely sure. I see the Vikings running away with it against this Broncos defense. Um, but, you know, again, I'd have to lean on the Vikings just being able to take care of business at home in the Dome. Yeah, I'm with you there. They just play well on the fast track. Um, you know, the Broncos, I just, you know, I just don't know that uh, Brandon Allen's going to be able to uh, keep up here, you know, this is going to be, I think, his first road game, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's always a tough test. Um, you know, that's a rowdy crowd. I think he'll he'll have some struggles there. Minus eleven might scare some people off, but I, I think you can do it and you can be comfortable with it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, you know, another all-time classic here. We've got the New York Jets heading down to Washington to take on the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins are actually one point favorites in this game. The over under is a dismal thirty eight and a half. Robbie, what do you think here? Oh my God, that thirty eight and a half. When I first saw that, I thought that was pretty low. 
Yeah. Because both these defenses kind of suck. Um, I could this the Jets. You saw him. They Turnold's not as bad as people make him out to be. He he could hold his own against a pretty bad defense in the Redskins. The and I I love this over here. The the big question mark would be to me is Dwayne Haskins if he could get something together because, um, they Redskins haven't had a touchdown since Case Keenum. They that's just absurd. Yeah, they've got to be able to put it in the red zone. So that that's the one part that um makes me a little hesitant about this over. But I I still think this Jets defense is so beat up that. They, they could absolutely be able to put it in the end zone, especially so, yeah. with Geis coming back, and hopefully they use him. Hopefully he's fully healthy. They're able to use him as the prospect he was. But what do you think? Yeah, I I think the Redskins are going to be able to put up uh, some points in this game. Um, will they get the 20? I don't know about that, but I think you know they should be able to get him once, probably twice. Um Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of tend to think that they're going to wind up around 17 points or so. But uh, I, I'm taking the Jets in this one. I just think, um, you know, they're the better team. They've got more talent. Uh, obviously, you know, if Darius Geis comes out, has a monster uh, game, you know, in, in his return from injury, that could that could change things here. But there's not going to be anybody at this game. I'm not worried about the home field advantage, um, you know. Darnold, Darnold's probably, uh, you know, he's the better quarterback in this one too. Uh, I think mm-hmm. to get Jets minus one, that's it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good number to get him at. I or I'm sorry, to get Jets plus one, uh, I think is a really good number to get him at. So I think you you can take them here as a dog. Yeah, a bit money line too. Like yeah, what whatever. I I do like the Jets there. Yeah. Oh. All right, um, Adam is also on the Jets there, so that's another one we're all in on. Uh, next game up, we've got uh, AFC East Showdown. It is the Buffalo Bills heading down to Miami for some fun in the sun against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are six-point dogs at home, even after that road win against the Colts. Who would have thought it? Um, the over-under in this one is 40. Robbie, what do you think? 40 seems pretty fair. Uh, this, Yeah, you saw this uh, matchup in Buffalo not too long ago, and the Dolphins... That was probably their first signs of life all year just against this Buffalo team. Um, they put up a good fight, and then the Bills just took it took over. But in Miami, you got the heat playing in effect, or is it they're even going to be heat? I heard they've got some freezing temperatures down there. There's yeah. freezing temperatures everywhere right <laughs> now. Um, but I, I think that's going to play a good advantage to the Dolphins, and um, ever since they got to keep to lead, um, you know, they've – been their defense has been better uh surprisingly so even though they've been dumping off guys like minka fitzpatrick and whatnot but um six points is a lot of points for a bills team that's been struggling in general both sides of the ball and i think the dolphins are going to be able to cover that yeah yeah i'm with you um you know the the issue here is um you know can the dolphins get in and, and put up some points here because I don't think the Bills have the offensive capabilities to run away with this one. That's just not how they play. They don't mm-hmm. have a very explosive offense. It's very much, you know, uh, three, four yards uh, at a time, um, you know, between the tackles, running the ball a lot. Um, yeah, I 
I think I'm changing this mid-show. I had I had Bills earlier. I'm going to lean Dolphins here at home. Plus six is a lot against a pretty uh, mediocre Bills offense. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be able to stay in this game. They're kind of like a sneaky hot team right now. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah. They're on a two-win the two game win streak right now right right uh for what it's worth adam is on the bills in this one so he's he's leaning the other way so we'll see how that well, you know he, he didn't get to hear all of our uh, arguments here yeah we probably would have swayed him you're yeah. right absolutely all right maybe game of the week here uh the uh houston texans heading to baltimore to take on the ravens the ravens are four and a half point favorites here at home over under is pretty high at 50 uh, but I think it's attainable. Uh, this could be a high-scoring affair. Two of the most prolific uh, quarterbacks in the league. I like the Ravens here. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson continues to impress week in and week out. And, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, people are still doubting him. I, I had to get out. I had to get off the doubt train. Uh, I'm back on the hype train now. So Lamar Jackson, I think, you know, they're able to do enough here. Minus four and a half, I think they'll cover. Yeah, I think at least earlier in the week, I'm I'm starting to sway a little less about the over right now. I mean, I took it, but um, what can you do about it? Um, but my main instinct about this game when I first saw it is that all this hype going around Lamar Jackson, how he's like the new hotness right now, and I think that's got it. That's gonna put a chip in uh, Deshaun Watson's shoulder, and he's gonna be wanting to show that he's still got it. I mean. Obviously, he's still got it. Um, you got Lamar Jackson, who, um, I mean, he was, so Deshaun Watson, his uh, last year in college, he was second team all ACC. Guess who first team all ACC was? Ooh, Lamar wow. Jackson. Yeah. So, you know, this is, um, I think this is could definitely be fueled up for uh, Deshaun Watson here. Oh, and uh, do you know who third was? Ryan Finley? Mitch Trubisky. Oh wow! All yeah, right. there you go. That's fun. That's he's, the only positive thing we could say about Trubisky right now, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robbie, we would be remiss if we did not mention, you know, since we're talking about the Ravens, uh, defensive stalwart. A uh, guy got a touchdown last week. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Tyus Bowser. Whoop whoop whoop. Oh, I, I do want to talk about this. Uh, I, I know I've been stealing this so far, but I do want to talk about the Ravens defense, and I still, I've seen them dropped, and I still like them this week against uh, the Texans. I mean, for a defense, you want sacks and turnovers. I'll admit their sacks haven't really been there, hasn't changed since Marcus Peters, but the turnovers have. They've got Those, aggressive corners. Oh, yeah. they've Now they've solidified their secondary. They're able to put pressure They've got one of the highest uh, QB knockdowns percentages in the league right now. And when you do that with a good secondary, you know, you're able to turn over the ball. They've gotten seven turnovers um, in the last three weeks since getting Peters, which they had seven in their first six games. So at that pace, they're, they would be at um, currently um, 21, mm-hmm. which would put them in third place in turnovers for defenses behind the Patriots and the Steelers. Oh, wow. And, and they I know, have Bowser. <laughs> and they have Bowser. But I, I know Houston can be scary, but um, guess what teams have had more total offensive yards per game than them? 
Seattle and New England. Guess what teams have had less um, um, interceptions thrown per game than Houston? Seattle and New England. Guess who? what teams have had less fumbles lost than Houston? Just New England because Seattle can't hold on the ball <laughs> for the life of them. But I, I'm... Honestly, I scooped up the Ravens when it, wherever I saw them dropped, and I, I feel very confident on them this week. They had, uh, let's see, the Ravens had defensive scores in both those games. Their two biggest games of the year against the Seahawks and the uh, yep, they did. Uh, Patriots, they had defensive scores. Peters took uh, Russell Wilson's, well, it was his only pick at the time. He did throw an interception this last week. Yep. Um, but um, and then uh, the Edelman fumble got returned in that New England game. So yep. yeah, I mean this is a team. Uh, you know they're they're looking to take the ball to the house, uh, and uh, you know they're they're good with the ball in their hands. So uh, I'm with you here. I like the Ravens, and you know we're gonna make it a trio here because you know the uh, Adam is on the Ravens. Um, he's all in. He likes a minus four and a half too. So we're we're locked in. We're all in on the Ravens. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the Dallas Cowboys heading to Motor City to take on the Detroit Lions. Uh, this this line is off the board in many places uh, with Matt Stafford's uh, status in question. Um, last we saw it was 3.5. Uh, the Lions are plus 3.5 at home. I tend to think by the time it's all said and done, you're probably going to wind up something closer to 6.5 six, six or 7. Uh, you know, Cowboys minus seven. So, at any rate, though, we'll we'll take a look at it uh, at three and a half for now, just in case Stafford starts. Uh, I, I'm I'm leaning the Cowboys here. I feel pretty good about it. I know it was a tough loss last week, um, against uh against the Vikings at home, but um, I think this is the the game Zeke gets going. Um, you know, Lions haven't really been great at stopping the run. Um, and, and they're extremely porous against the pass too. So Dak, Dak looked amazing last week against the Vikings. That was certainly not the reason they lost. I just think there's a lot of offensive firepower here. Uh, and this is a chance for them to get back on track. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I, I'm just having, uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the Cowboys in general. Um, it's kind of the same thing I was thinking of last year and how Jason Garrett, he just loses some of these competitive games that they should be winning. Um, but I don't think the Lions are going to be one of those competitive games because they're kind of beat up on the defensive side of the ball right now. And especially without Stafford, it's going to be a tough sledding for them. So I, I like the Cowboys to bounce back here, um, but I'm not s- super confident in it gotcha. at three and a half. All righty. Um, let's see. Adam is also on the Cowboys. So that's another one that we're all agreeing on here. Uh, next game up, we've got a AFC South divisional matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a bye. will now have Nick Foles starting for them. They get to travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are minus uh, three in this game. Over under is 44. I know, uh, I'm on the Jags here. Um, I just think that was a brutal loss for the Colts last week, a deflating one. I think they're just going to be a little demoralized. Yeah, they get Brissett back. I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy. Um, you know, this this Jags team has looked better. Uh, I think they're going to have a lot of energy coming off the bye. Uh, had a little bit of extra time to prepare for them, so they should be coming in pretty healthy too. 
Uh, I just think it's a lot of things going their way, and when you can get them plus three, um, just seems like too good of a deal to pass up. So I'm in on the Jags this week. Yeah, we're going to most likely see both uh, Beef Brisket and Nick Foles starting. So these are two quarterbacks um, that we haven't seen in a while. I mean, obviously, Jacoby Brissett was, what, four weeks ago? No, no, probably less he, than that. He Three missed, weeks uh, ago, two missed, weeks ago, he missed. Uh, he missed he got the last two weeks. He got hurt against the Steelers, and he missed one game. That's a long time. Yeah. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast, <laughs> even if I had breakfast. But I like the Colts here. Um, I think they they can bounce back. Implying, um, I I think this Colts team's just been struggling a little bit under Brian Hoyer, and I think Brissett is going to be able to get that spark going again. He's been playing before that he got hurt he was playing so well so consistently and that's how the Colts were winning they're winning tight games which I know uh this that kind of makes it more uh towards the Jaguars but I I think the Colts could take them by a field goal here okay all right uh Adam is in on the Colts here so I'm lone wolfing it with the Jags but I feel good about that one but we'll see could be a fun game could be yeah uh, all right, uh, another good game this weekend. Um, New England Patriots coming off a bye, heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Eagles also coming off a bye, so both teams should be well-rested, ready to go in this one. Big game uh, for the Eagles. You know They're trying to keep pace with the Cowboys here in the NFC East. Um, the Eagles are 3.5-point dogs at home, and the over-under is 44-and-a-half. Um, I'm actually leaning Eagles here. I just think, again, we're going to see a tight game here. Um, yeah, this Eagles team, it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde. They pick their points when they decide they're going to show up and when they don't. But teams all, you know, most teams get up to play the Patriots. Uh, it's, it's a big one on the calendar at all times. I just think, you know, the Eagles, the Eagles, the true Eagles will show up in this one. Um, especially coming off a bye. I think that gives him a chance to get healthy. Obviously, no Deshaun Jackson. He's going to be out the rest of the year. But um, they didn't have him when they beat him in the Super Bowl. So uh, I think they should be able to get by. Uh, you know, the other thing here is, you know, the Patriots, they beat up on a lot of bad teams this year. We saw them play one good team with the Ravens. And the Ravens, you know, took it to them pretty bad. Um, you know, Eagles aren't a great team, but they're better than most of the teams that the Patriots have played thus far this year. Uh, so I think I think they'll be able to keep it close. Uh, I, I like the Eagles here. Yeah, your whole point about the Patriots only really beating up on bad teams, that's kind of the, why I'm hesitant on picking the Patriots side here. Um, but I just don't have so much confidence in this Eagles team. Again, they're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Alshon's... He's still hobbled up during practice this week. I know he likes to play through injuries a lot, but um, I absolutely find Gilmore could uh, shut him down regardless. Um, I'm just not having a whole lot of faith in this Eagles team, and if there's a chance for the Patriots to get a bounce-back game coming off of the bye, I think they'd take advantage of it, to mm-hmm. be honest. So I'm leaning Patriots here. Gotcha, gotcha. Alrighty, um, Adam is also leaning Patriots in this one, so another one. I'm, I'm out on a limb here, so we'll see what happens. All right, uh, make it a uh, three for three. Oh, we'll see, we'll see. 
let's go to our next game here. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals heading into the black hole to take on the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are 10.5-point favorites here at home. Over under pretty high at 48.5. Robbie, what do you think here? Yeah, that's pretty high. Um, this is a... Uh, I don't like... I. Ten and a half is a lot of points for this Raiders team, who's they've been pretty much gamers throughout this uh, um, season so far. They've been playing teams cl- close, except when they get blown out. But I, I mean, if there is a time to blow out an opponent for your first blowout, it is the Bengals, yeah. which um, they, <laughs> pretty much every team has shown to be. But I think having. Finley there, um, I think he's going to settle in a little bit in his second game, and now, well, now that they have him in too, you know, they're going to just keep feeding Joe Mixon, and I think Joe Mixon could help eat up some clock here, can help um, keep drives going for this Bengals team. Uh, this Raiders defense, it's not great, but they they could they showed they could hold their own, especially against Philip Rivers. <laughs> um, but again, ten and a half points, that's kind of a lot to me for this Raiders team right now. Um I don't feel great about it, but I'm taking the Bengals. Sneaky narrative here. Paul Gunther revenge game. Oh, very oh, sneaky. That's a deep cut. Um I I'm actually I gotta talk to Kramer because I'm locking this one up. But it's a lock no. The Raiders will cover the ten and a half here. Um Bengals probably biggest weaknesses are probably first in line is their offensive line, but second in line is their defensive line and uh, their ability to stop the run, which they cannot do. And um, that's just happens to be the Raiders specialty is their uh, play with the offensive line and Josh Jacobs just, you know, demoralizing teams uh, with punishing runs between the tackles. I just think, uh, you know, <laughs> the Bengals aren't going to want to get up for this one. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. You know, you mentioned Finley being able to settle in uh, in his second start here. I don't think anybody can settle in in uh, the black hole. Um, <laughs> that's fair. You know, that's an uncomfortable place to be. A lot of lunatics in there. Um, so, I don't know. I just think uh, that's going to be a rowdy crowd. Um, Bengals, you know, like you said, it's only Finley's second start. I just, I like the Raiders here. I think uh, this is going to be an ass whooping. I think they'll they'll kick some ass here, and uh, I like them to take care of the ten and a half. Might be starting to sway me a little bit, but uh, Adam's got my back in the Bengals. Um, so we'll so see. that leaves you out on the island again. Wait, I'm fading. I'm fading you guys. Let's uh, ask Marshawn. Oh, you know Marshawn. Oh, he's he's pulling out his uh, Raiders hat right now. So I think he's with you. Yeah, yeah. We we know Raiders. Uh, Marshawn's an Oakland guy. As long as the Raiders are in Oakland, which won't be for too much longer, uh, Marshawn will be um, cheering on those Raiders. So, all right. Um, NFC West matchup here. The Arizona Cardinals are taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this was a pretty uh, tight Thursday night game a few weeks back. Uh, 49ers are 13.5 point favorites, though. The over-under is 45.5. Um, I'll kick it off here. I'm, I like the Cardinals here. That just seems like a really big number. Uh, we already saw that the Cardinals can play this team close, so it seems like they have the blueprint to do it. Um yeah, I mean, really, the analysis here is that 13.5 is a ton for a division game. Um, and it's not like the Cardinals have looked awful lately. So um, that's I'm leaning with the Cardinals. 
They do have Kenyon Drake, who has not won a single game yet this year. Ooh, oof. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he still showed to play pretty well against this Niners team just two weeks ago. I, I agree 13 and a half is a lot for the, a team to, like the 49ers to cover, who maybe they've been struggling a little bit lately, but um, the hesitancy I have on this one is just um, the Niners just getting that first loss, just coming out and just firing away against this Cardinals team that they that shouldn't have, that they probably thought that should have put away earlier in that game and shouldn't have let them come back. Um, so that's where I've got the hesitancy. But yeah, cover, covering two t- touchdowns by the the Cardinals who shown some competency, it seems like a lot. So I'm taking Cardinals. Adams with us on this one. He likes the Cardinals as well. Uh, yeah, just just seems like a ton of points to give. So we'll see. Uh, Niners, you know, Niners have clearly shown though they're the better team. So um, could be a close one. All right. Uh, next, we've got the beloved Bears heading to LA take on the Rams in Sunday Night Football, a game that looked a lot better on the schedule eight weeks ago. Um, <laughs> the Rams are six and a half point favorites here. Uh, the over-under is 41.5. Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, this, again, this this might still end up being a pretty interesting game because the Rams have underachieved so far this year. The Bears have definitely underachieved so far this year. Um, but I think the Bears are going to keep it a lot closer um, than people would expect at the 6.5. That seemed a little high for me. Um, I saw, even though uh, Danny Trevathan, um, he's gone for the season yeah. um I, I saw some positives for th- this bears team uh kind of is especially in uh mitch trubisky um the one thing i've been noticing all this year he's always eyeing down Allen robinson and this last game i saw his head more on a swivel so i i kind of liked how that was regardless if he was just looking away and then looking right at his actual first re- read at that's fine with me. I mean, it's better than just <laughs> staring down your first guy. Um, and he was able to get the Bears out to the lead. Um, there's a little concern with uh, Chuck Bruce uh, with his uh, – he rolled his ankle in practice, which Ooh. doesn't sound good, but no. that's something to keep an eye on. Especially since they just cut Mike Davis. Yep. Hey. So it's, it would be the Tariq Cohen show, which we, we saw him do it last year. Yeah. He, he was fine. Yeah. That's fine. So, let's see. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on the Bears. Um, again, I just think you can pretty much lock up the under in this one. You know, the Rams yeah. have not been playing well on the offensive side of the ball. They're not the same team, you know, with a hobbled Gurley. Gurley just does not have that burst that, you know, he, he showed on film his first few years in the league. So, uh, it's really a shame. I think it's got to be related to this arthritis issue, but... Um, that being said, six and a half, uh, is a lot of points here in a game that I just expect to be pretty close. Uh, I'm not saying I expect the bears to win, but I think they'll, you know, be able to put on a good competitive game here in LA. It's probably going to be a bears crowd to be honest with you. Uh, bears fans travel pretty well. Uh, Rams fans, uh, you know, people in LA in particular just don't like to go to games. So, um, It'll be better than a Chargers game. Yeah, that's but. true. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to lean the Bears here. And Adam is joining us here, so he's 3-for-3. Three three. He likes it, too. 
All right. Uh, final game of the week here is Monday Night Football, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs heading into L.A. to take on the Mexico. Chargers. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is in Mexico. Uh, Los Chiefs against Los Chargers. They could, oh, we, you know, it's still early in the week, I guess. We could see, uh, you know, maybe the field is in too poor a shape. Maybe this game gets uh, called back up to uh, L.A. <laughs> you never know with uh, Estadio Azteca. But, um, yeah, you're right. This game is in Mexico City. Chargers are four-point dogs in this one. The over-under is 52 and a half. Um, should be a wild atmosphere if, in fact, it is in L.A. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs here. It's just, uh, I just think they've got too much firepower. Um, you know, the Chargers have kind of showed some life here the last few weeks. That was a tough loss to the Raiders, though, last Thursday. Um, you know, Phillip Rivers is clearly a shade of his former self. Uh, he's hardly got the arm strength to get the ball to the sidelines anymore. Uh, I just think this uh, Chiefs team, you know, it's it's going to be, once they get up on the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to have a hard time uh, keeping pace. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus four. I, I'm going to say that. Philip Rivers game was a uh, kind of a fluke. Okay. Um, I, I I don't think that's uh really well, what you should expect from Philip Rivers. He kind of made some bad decisions. Yeah, I, I agree. His arm strength is nowhere near where it used to be, but he's still been getting it done so far this year. I believe he's even leading in passing yardage, if I'm not mistaken. So um, yeah it. We're we're gonna hope that the Chargers have more fans in Mexico than they do in L.A. and not a situation like uh, when the Steelers went to L.A. and there it was pretty much eighty percent Steeler yeah. fans. So I I'd like the Chargers here. Um, I think Melvin Gordon is coming into his own right now. I think he's gonna have a monster game against this absolute worst Chiefs run defense and this. Chargers defense is going to be able to contain Mahomes the way other teams have been containing him, really. I, I know last week was Mahomes' first game back, um, but, you know, I think this Chargers team could could easily just be looking at that that standings and um, just be saying, hey, if we beat the Chiefs here, we're, we're back in it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you there, and there's something to be said with that. Um you know, the Chiefs losing to the Titans probably gave them some life. But, uh, I don't know. I just think uh, I think the Chiefs are the better team here. It's it's just going to be really hard for Phillip Rivers, especially if they get down early, to, to keep up in this one. Uh, you don't see it coming down to a field goal at all? <laughs> the Chiefs better hope it doesn't because they showed uh, some difficulty when it came to field goals last week. Um, and it wasn't even their kicker's fault. He uh, didn't even have a chance, so... Um, Adam is with me here on the Chiefs, so you're lone wolf in this one, Robbie, with the Chargers. All right, um, let's talk about our podcast parlay here. Um, we're going to go with Bears, Panthers, Jets, and let's hope it goes better than last week because we went 0 for 3 last week, so that was down $100. We're now down 120 on the year, which I guess all things considered when you're betting 100 bucks a week isn't too bad, but... Look at a rebound here, so you know. Let's see if we can get back in the uh, the black here. Um, before we head out, though, Robbie, 
let's get your PVC pipe perfect parlay of the week. Did you? I, I must have missed. Did you say what our picks were for the parlay? I did. Yes. Okay. Bears, Panthers, Jets. Oh man, I completely, <laughs> completely. I don't know how I You're missed that. You're just not listening. I'm just, time. I'm just looking already. <laughs> I'm like, we, we already missed like a good couple hours of this. Uh, oh, like yeah, we're, an we're, hour of half. I'm looking we got to the shakes. Yeah. You know, I think you're starting Jarvis Landry against me, which um, no Odell. Odell. Okay. Yeah. Somebody else. But. Uh, okay, I feel a little better. I, straight. <laughs> I feel I feel a little better then because I, I I was worried about Jarvis Landry tonight because uh it's the slot is the way people beat the Steelers. So mm-hmm. I thought not Cooper. I thought you had Jarvis. No, no? you're of course he had Odell. I of course a, he had Odell. Of course I had Odell. Unfortunately, I have. Odell. Are, are we going to take a Jets money line on that parlay? Ooh, um, just for a little extra yeah, juice sure, there. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, the yeah. plus one juice. Why not? It'll be like plus one hundred four, probably. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, that's uh, that's that's some extra money. Yeah, right take there. what you can get. All right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Sidek, who's the master of the these parlays, uh, he's had some bad luck this year. Uh, he he was amazing at this last year. He's always had some amazing lead pipe locks of the week, and I just remember a time a couple years ago, um, he was in a little uh, down streak, so he kind of just took off for one week and you know i thought i'd take over with a pvc pipe perfect pick instead so that's what i'm gonna do right now um pvc pipe perfect parlay of the week is gonna be your tampa bay buccaneers plus six we're going with another nfc south home team in the carolina panthers minus five and a half and that jets redskins game as we mentioned earlier that 38 and half that's way too low let's go over on that one so we got bucks plus six panthers minus five and a half and the jets redskins over 38 and a half Alrighty, i like it with that it's time to close out the show holding it okay, down let's, here let's get watching uh, this uh steelers yeah, victory, we gotta get right? out of here we gotta get some money on the right. steelers we're, we're all in so until next time folks thanks for tuning in uh Make sure you reach out to us on uh, Twitter, and you can even email us at our at gmail.com. But until then, guys, take care.